Adventures of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 96. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. You did it. I did it. Flawless. Yes. How's your weekend so far? Uh, good, good, good. I like it. Me too. How about you? It's been good. Went to Ashland for the day. Yeah. Got side by side. Got the side by side. Hung out with some fam mm-hmm. and some friends. Mm-hmm. Now podcasting before we go side by siding yeah fucking prime primo Mm -hmm. full circle love it we were gonna record this you know right after the other one i think we mentioned it in the podcast and then uh, we procrastinated like usual Mm. weren't we gonna do something like it better with that last week yeah Hmm. did we get better last week no 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 Next week? This week, this upcoming week, right? Yeah. We're going to come home from work. Okay. And just immediately come to the office. Okay. And I think we discussed that on Friday. So, we'll tell mm-hmm. you how it goes on okay. the next talk episode, guys. Yeah. Yeah. How many days a week are we doing that? Every day. Mm-hmm. Until we catch up. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to think, two of those days, we're going to just come home and podcast right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So Fuck. then the other two is actual office work. Mm-hmm. Live in the dream. Yep. Live in the dream. Hey, don't be upset. You love this shit. I know. Sean loves working. I know. Okay, Sean, what do you got for us today? Oh, we're going to talk about the uh, Logan Rankin event. Mm-hmm. Um, so who's Logan Rankin? So Logan Rankin is a stud, and he, I guess, is most known for apartment building repositioning. He's out of the Appleton area, and they do like North Appleton into Green Bay, South Appleton into Oshkosh, I believe. Right, Oshkosh is right yeah, south. That's yeah. Right by there. Yep, and so that's kind of the territory they do. Um, they reposition s- apartment complexes. So define repositioning for me. Uh, so reposition would be similar to the Burr method. So the Burr method is what we do on lower, like single family and low multifamily, but you can do it on anything. Oh, that's cool. So they essentially buy it with some level of distress whether it's management distress so rents aren't high or they it needs work because maintenance was neglected, capex was neglected, things like that. Yeah. Cool. So buy it with a level of distress, they make a plan for like their different tiers of work they're going to do to it, rehabs they're going to do to the units to bring up rents to like market value or above market value, depending on how high of a level of refinishing they do. So they kind of go take like, is there a D-class house? Is it just a C? They try, tend to stay away from D-class because, but, so they, but they, they take C-class and bring it to like a B plus, A minus. Nice. Yep. Um, so they take that kind of property and they bring it up or even like a lower like a C-class neighborhood, they bring it to like a B-plus. 
Yeah, I suppose. I mean, if you're taking uh, like an entire apartment complex, like that can change an entire neighborhood. Oh, absolutely. So that's absolutely. pretty cool. Yeah. So that's kind of how they they do it. So once they have that, well, once they have the plan of what they're going to do, then they start the plan. So um, whether that's ending people's leases at the year mark or at their month to month, they start turning over units. Their turnover is insane. They turn over a unit in 72 hours. Um, typical turnover of a unit is probably like two weeks or more. So they turn over in 72 hours. That's like after they buy it, it takes them only 72 hours to turn it over? No, once the unit's vacated. Okay. So once that unit's vacated, it takes 72 hours to turn it over. Vacated like... Like no tenant is in that unit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like when they buy it or... Like when their tenant leaves. When that tenant leaves. Because when they buy a property, you have to give a tenant notice that you're not renewing their lease. Right. I'm just curious if it's like their tenants because if they're like, like it's not the initial remodel of the apartment. It's like after their, like the tenant that they put in leaves. Either way. Okay. Either way, whether it's an empty unit when they get it or it's a tenant they inherited. Either way, they do it within 72 hours. Okay. I, that's still not what I'm asking, but that. What are you be. asking? So, like, when they after after the initial purchase purchase, okay, right? They renovated it. Yes. They put their own tenant in. Okay. So then the turnover after they leave. Well, that would be under seventy two hours then. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about like. I was just asking which turnover it was because. A turnover after the tenant they put in there is going to be way different than the tenant. Yeah, no, that's no, it's it. the turnover of like with the inherited tenant. When got it, got yeah. it. Okay. I still feel like that's impossible. Whatever. It's most certainly not impossible because they showed us how it's done. That's cool. Um, so they do that. It was very cool. Very cool to see. Um, we got to do a walkthrough of one of the units they turned over. So we got to see a unit like before it was turned over or like with a light turnover and then a heavy turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they implement that. They do the turnover. They get the unit filled with a good client or hopefully a good resident, right? Hopefully they get a good resident in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they now have a repositioned unit where they took it from below rent in like an outdated unit to a market value like market rent or higher with an updated unit that's dope and then they do that for the whole apartment building and then they're able to refinance their position to recapture money out of the deal that's awesome yeah so does he leave any money into the properties or no Did so, you take it all out nope but it's it's all based on like the 80 percent valuation of okay, it that's cool so if at the end of it the 80 20 value he has to leave money in, he does but he was showing deals where he'll get a million dollars out um of a property like on top of what the repairs and stuff so he does pretty much what you do but on a bigger scale yep 100 percent. damn yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool to see. What's nice about that is um, ours, like our smaller stuff, the bank 
an appraisal do account for income but it's not as much as the comps in the area because one to four units is all based on comps or typically based on comps mm -hmm. anything five units and above is commercial and based upon income so oh, that's kind of cool yeah so the more income you can get the higher valuation you can get that's awesome yeah so that's where like doing that kind of is a lot nicer yeah yeah um yeah i when sean got back i kind of wish i went because he said it was a lot about like systems and making like the what do they call it like the the background uh whatever the stuff that goes on behind the scenes mm -hmm. um making that really efficient mm -hmm. because that can really lower your costs on your flips and like your operating costs yeah 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 so they set up their processes and systems at a very high level so that their operating costs are drastically lower than most than than the average the average operating costs in wisconsin for real estate's like 50 percent and they said their average is 37.6 percent which that's insane. So 12% lower on operating costs, which is massive, mm -hmm. massive, massive. And right now, like Sean and I were going through a big like updating U-Haul, I guess, in a lot of our units. So like a lot of them, the appliances have been going out. So we've been having to put new appliances in. Mm -hmm. um, most of them, I think, are updated now. We have yeah. the one coming up, 828. Mm -hmm. And then bloomer yeah well i mean they're getting updated there's still there's still as many that haven't been updated that have been updated yeah. for appliances and stuff oh yeah for appliances but like uh -huh. just in general oh in general yeah well, i suppose oxford upstairs oxford it's actually not bad it's been pretty i think we just need to paint it yeah that was just paint. really weird colors <laughs> yep um the downstairs though was bad mm -hmm. so we had to do a whole overhaul last year mm -hmm. um but yeah, so we just have a couple units left that we need to update. And we're kind of excited because once those are done, then we'll finally actually be getting the cash flow that we expected to get from them. Yeah, we'll actually be able to see with like our CapEx savings and our maintenance savings that that stuff's actually covering Yeah, those things. Because mm -hmm. right now, the cash flow and everything's being reinvested right away because we're still renovating units. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I've been, um, Logan, it's really cool, though, because I liked how he sent the documents that they use, which mm -hmm. is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and they're just, like, Excel spreadsheets. His go are a little wild for me. I like things a lot more simpler. Yeah, his are in-depth. Yeah, but he includes, fuck. like, other sources of income, um, he includes a lot of different things on his one, uh -huh. and I, I don't, I don't need all that. We don't need all that. Um, so I've been just like going through and simplifying it, and we're gonna break it down um, per house to see what per house brings or per unit. Yeah, because then it'll just be interesting to see. Like after a year or so, we can keep track of being like, okay, this 
one unit has a hundred dollars in maintenance or repairs every single month like what is going on we can mm-hmm. talk to our property management company about it and then i mean in a year we can really decide if we want to keep some of these uh units or not mm-hmm. but we just need to get into tracking all of it and um yeah and once we like get a document like set up that we like then it'll be really easy to apply it to all the houses we have right yeah yeah well yeah it was uh it was very informative so yeah everything about the repositioning process was based upon phenomenal operations and if you have phenomenal operations and systems believe it or not the business runs better and makes more money literally right after sean got home he was just like man i wish you could quit your job now yeah it helped but i'll do it on my side time like i have been mm-hmm. yeah so let's see what else we got tim i don't know you're the one at this conference um man we covered like the big picture of it right we cover the big picture. Do you want me to go more in depth? Like the whole idea of... Well, so what kind of turnovers do they do? Like what when they go into a rental, yeah. what work do they do? So they base it on low, medium, or high. Mm-hmm. And then to figure out which one they're going to do, low, medium, or high, they calculate what their rent is going to be. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So what well, what will the increase in rent be? So if they do a $2,000 turnover, mm-hmm. right, how much money are they going to get a month in cash flow, right? Okay. So say they're going to do a say they're going to do a low turnover. Their low turnover was like 2 to $4,000. Mm-hmm. So low turnover 2 to $4,000, then it gives them an increase of $150 a month in cash flow, right? Right. So then 150 times 12 comes out to be whatever the fuck it comes out to be. Divided by the 3% or the divided by the $3,000 they put in to update that unit. Mm-hmm. Or so you take the 3,000 divided by um or what the fuck? My math's all fucked up. So you take the fucking monthly income Say it's 150, you get an extra 150 times it by 12. And then you divide that number by the 3,000 you put in. What do we got for a percentage? Sam's pulling out our calculator. Okay. So 150 times 12. Okay. So that gives us 1,800 divided by 3,000 gives us 0.6. So if you were to put $3,000 in a unit and maybe that gets you floors and paint, right? Mm-hmm. But it's going to get you $150 a month in income extra. That gives you a 60% return on investment, a return on your cash on cash investment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his big thing is they will run a low, a medium. Their medium's like five to eight, five to eight thousand. Then their high is like eight to twelve thousand, or ten to fifteen thousand, something like that, right? Right. Um, so you pretty much got two to four, five to 10, 10 to 15 or whatever. And then they calc, they do that calculation, um, of what it will bring in rent. Then they divide that to see what their cash on cash investment will be. Mm -hmm. And then they just go with the highest cash on cash investment. That's really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. 
so I like did on our unit up in did on our unit up in Bloomer. We have a two bed one bath unit in Bloomer that needs some updating. And we're like, okay, if we do a like a medium flip on this, what's it gonna give us? And it was like a ten percent cash on cash return. Oh, that's it. Yeah, and I was like, okay, we ain't doing that. So a low would give us like maybe a eighteen percent. So I'm like, oh, okay low is going to be the route we want to take even though 18 percent cash on cash is still pretty freaking low yeah um but without doing that you kind of have a ue unit yeah you kind of lose out on money not necessarily yeah yeah you just have a ue unit that's hard to rent and hard to keep people yeah so if you can't keep anybody in there then your turn your turnover cost is gonna eat you up more than your rehab costs yeah um, so that's kind of how they do that. They see what's going to be best, uh, low, medium, or high turnover. So would like a low just be like paint, patches? A low is like redoing some floors, patchwork, and painting. Okay. A medium is like floors, paint, light fixtures, appliances. Okay. And then a high is like everything has been touched. All that stuff I just mentioned, plus a new kitchen, plus new bathrooms, plus new trim. That's awesome. Like everything's touched. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, that's actually really cool. Like that's really handy to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they base everything off of that, which made a lot of sense because when I was looking at the Bloomer property, I'm like, okay, which route are we going? Are we going with a little bit nicer finishes, a me- more of a medium, or are we going with low? So um, I'm thinking we're going to do low. Mm-hmm. and see if we can get that unit done for like four grand you know i didn't realize how important light fixtures were until like we started getting into rentals mm-hmm. uh like i made you change out the one in our kitchen and Sh- sean was really upset that i made him change it out because mm-hmm. before it was like this tiny tiny white gross fan but i made him put in uh, a nice little what do you call those it's like a bar but you can like adjust them up and down mm-hmm. and it just matches the kitchen aesthetic so much more and i love it mm-hmm. it just looks it's just like a little touch but it just matches now right the other light fixture we can't change that one though i don't know what the hell they did with that thing well they just put a big square base and so there's no light fixtures now that match that kind of base yeah because we'd have to get like three because they're like globes so you'd have to get like three individual globes. Yeah. That's just annoying. Yeah, it's weird. They built like this weird box. I'm not sure why they did it that way. Yeah. Um, but that one kind of just stays. So. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. It never gets turned on, so it's fine. Right. Um, but yeah, and then some of like the rentals, like they'll have 20 different light fixtures. And it's so easy because like light fixtures aren't that expensive. They kind of are, but not terrible, like $80 a piece or something. Right. And it just looks so much better when, they, when they're all the same. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I love it. Yeah, no, You put in true. all new light fixtures in uh, Burgeon, didn't you? I think so. Cause they yes, know. I did. Everything's been put into Burgeon, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Burgeon so is a, like, high, high flip. Yeah. Like, everything's been touched fucking twice in that joint. I mean, but it had to. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Virgin looks so good. We'll post some uh, before and after pictures of Virgin yep. next week. Yep. Well, maybe we'll have Kaylee design it. We could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big turnaround. Yeah. Big, big turnaround. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, but then we also learned, like, you want the more units, the better almost, because you want similar units. And if you have similar units, you can get more efficient with the turnovers. That makes sense. And that's where you can save a lot of money is you know all the products you need to buy and they're going to fit. You know all your guys know what works best for those units so that they can do it faster Mm -hmm. and more efficient. So it brings the cost down. And so like if you – so pretty much single family is not ideal to have for rentals. Um, because you can't replicate a single family. It's not if like you have to update them, I would say. Well, either we've heard multiple people like on multiple different podcasts say like that worked really well for like their city. Oh yeah. Certain things work for their cities. Yeah. But so, I mean, if you are like big into burring and, um, repositioning, then I would say it's probably not the best route. But you still can invest in single families and rent them out and it'd be a good investment. You can indeed. The other side of that is if you have a tenant leave, you have zero income for that property until it's re-rented. I mean, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. So That's why you save for that. That is why you save for that. So another way that... So the replication, right, is one way that they bring down costs significantly for their turnovers. Mm-hmm. The other way is they have minimal vacancies. So by having similar units, they take the pictures of those similar units because they do the same finishes Mm -hmm. and they list that unit for rent 45 days prior to them, prior to it being rented. And then at 30 days, they like boost it or lower the price of rent or whatever to like make sure that they secure a tenant. Mm And then they get the unit and they turn it over in three days. So they end their leases at the 25th so that they have the time to turn it over before the first. So they do not miss rents. They do not have vacancies. Damn, that's cool. And so that's how they keep their costs down. They're operating down so much better than anyone else Mm -hmm. because they don't, their vacancy is so, so, so minimal. Um, because they don't have, oh, they moved out. We're doing the updating. We have it posted because we had to update it. Now it's posted. Now we're waiting. And then they get it filled for the next month. So then you have a full month of vacancy, you know, which for a single family could be 1200 bucks. Right. And so then that just ate up pretty much your, ate up half your cash flow for the year. You know, but you save for, if you save for vacancy, then it ate up definitely more than your whole vacancy budget Mm -hmm. but i mean if you like if you renovated the single family home before whoever moved in right and then you're just doing an update yeah or you're just doing like a quick like clean yep yes that's what i meant yeah just a quick clean yeah so i mean then you can just keep using those same pictures yep yeah yep i just don't want to like say single families are bad investments because like they are good places to start 
I'm not saying a single family is a bad. I, I talked to a guy there who had 120 units of single family and duplex. He does phenomenal with it. That's and, insane. Yeah, he's just like, oh, yeah, I just have single family duplexes is what I do. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, it's most certainly a, they can be good investments. Mm -hmm. But uh, as far as what like, Logan like, Rankin's yeah. event, as far as Logan Rankin's event, multifamily is the way to bring your operating expenses to the lowest oh, okay. possible amount to make the highest return yeah i think and especially for what like you and kyle specialize right like you specialize in renovations and stuff yeah so that's why it's so it would be so much better for you too what's that the burr and the repositioning the multifamily. yeah oh yep, yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah cool yeah it was really fun it was really cool um i'm trying to think of something else that you brought up to me about that the other income portion is something that's looked or like bypassed a lot. Mm -hmm. So other income is something, other income for his business is 10% of the income is other income. And their goal is to have 12%, it be 12% this year of their income. So what that means is other income is like a pet fee. So if you want to have pets in your house, mm -hmm. it's a $400 non-refundable fee to have pets in your, in the rental then it's $50 a pet per month, mm -hmm. non-refundable. It's part of their rent. So that's one way is pet fees. Another way is um, utilities. So um, if they have to cover water or garbage, they use services that charge the tenants that based on, it's called like rubs for the water, but then they like back charge garbage too. They like divide it by all the units, whatever. Okay. And this, so, they, so they divide it by how it works is like they get, the business gets charged. Mm -hmm. Then it gets kicked back to the client or to the resident based on how many square feet their unit is and how many tenant or how many yeah, tenants there are, residents there are in their property. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. And then it like divides it by the amount of other fucking square feet and tenants and stuff and then that's the portion they have to pay for their like utilities that makes a lot of sense actually yep and so because yeah someone with six people in their family is going to produce way more garbage than someone with two garbage or water yeah in theory yep so that's that's one way that they do another um other income um other income is they do a, a yearly fee of area beautification and it's not a lot it's just like 200 he, he gave an example like one of his apartments is 250 dollars a year they get an area beautification and that's just saying that landscaping is going to be done the lawn's going to be mowed to a good quality like garbage and stuff isn't going to be f floating around the yard and so 250 dollars a year one-time fee for area beautification that's awesome yeah and so those were a few of the ways. Oh, and then garages or storage areas. So unless it's like a duplex that comes with the house that's attached to the house, yeah, like apartments and stuff. Um, if there's sheds for storage or there's garage stalls, those get charged depending on if it's a full garage stall i think they said they charge 70 dollars for a full garage stall and if it's a parking space like an indoor parking space underneath or something then it's or a parking ramp then it's 50 dollars 
a space. Okay. Yeah, so a single stall is 70, a parking space is 50, um, which is cool because one of the units we have, we have like a, a kind of nice shed in the back. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking with our management company, and he's like, oh, yeah, we could just uh, we could just charge that to the tenant for like 50 bucks a month. And I, him and I were both saying like, yeah, 50 bucks a month. And I'm like, man, we're on it. We're on the same page. Yeah. So just other ways to do a little other income. Um, that doesn't seem like a lot, but it really is in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. How, I know we talked about this before, but I'm sure we just wanted to get money in from Ferry Street first. How much would it cost to put in like a gravel driveway next to that side of the house? I have no idea. Because I'm guessing you have to talk to the city about putting in the cement driveway. Yeah, I think you'd have to talk to zoning in the city and see what you could do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. That might help, and if we have a lot of complaints for no off-street parking, then we could look into that. Because mm. we could just do, I mean, like a gravel driveway, you know, what the cement is. Right. Yep. Yep. Fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So those were some of the how to manage your management company was big. Pretty much the big thing with that is if your management company doesn't already have most of these things in place, you have to find a different management company. Mm. The big thing with managing your management company is making sure you both understand your vision and goals, um, making sure you like their processes and systems they have or you're on board with it, and then mutually agreeing this is what we're striving for. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how you manage the company is by just making sure that everybody's on the same page you talked about it it's in the contract and if they're not upholding their end or you're not upholding your end you can you can have meetings and discuss why that's not being met mm. and you would like immediately last week like started working on that already mm-hmm. um and like i love honestly i've enjoyed our management company very well they've been doing their job that they're supposed to be doing um Sean was getting contacted by tenants and they pretty much were just like, no, like this isn't your job. Like this is Mm -hmm. our job. And they took care of it. And it was really nice actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like I would say the majority of stuff Rankin said at his event for how to set up like good operations of a management company, the management company we're using, I bet has 80 to 90% of that already as part of their structure yeah and so it was good to see like okay yeah they have the majority of this there was just a couple things with like i mean really just a couple other income things um a little bit of like turnover time stuff and um and then like their pets aren't allowed over 35 pounds which can it does i don't think it's as crucial in a single family or a duplex setting but I can see in like f- four units and apartments why that 35 pound dog limit really becomes a, a thing. A thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because big dogs barking, big dogs intimidating people, um, stuff like that. I can see how having a bunch of big dogs in a fourplex or multi, like higher multifamily could be not ideal. Mm hmm. So if you want to have big dogs, pretty much stay in duplex 
single family or, or buy a yeah, house. I was going to say, or buy your house. So, yeah, and, and I, I, like, it makes sense, you know, because I was just like, oh, you know, do we consider bigger dogs? And then we kind of talked about it. I was like, dude, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to have big dogs, buy a house or rent a single family or duplex at the max. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're, uh, they give us sheets of, like, what each unit, um, they had to put money towards the unit for. They're very descriptive of, like, what they do. They they put out exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so even then, like, my spreadsheet, I actually made it less descriptive. Oh, yeah. Like, they had separate columns for getting new carpet, carpet cleaning. Um, so I just put it all under, like, well, renovations and improvements. Even their, even their maintenance sheets go as deep as, like, three hours to change out these fixtures these blinds yeah they're very descriptive Mm -hmm. and the last one we have they weren't that descriptive they were just like oh we were there and it took us six hours and you're just like why you're right yep um so yeah i i have actually thoroughly enjoyed them yeah so i think for the next uh i think that might be my smart goal if you guys read my blogs i wrote about different uh Mm. goal setting techniques or whatever so we did the twelve week goals, the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so now for the next couple months, I'm going to try some different ones. So I think the first one I'm going to do is just a smart goal because that's like the most common thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll make that my smart goal is uh, getting those spreadsheets done and in place for all of our rentals. Yeah. yeah. Sweet dandy. That's what I got. That's what I got for you guys. Um, hope that was educational. Yeah, really, I mean, if you want to get into rentals or if you have some, really get your operations in place. Um, it's start sooner, too, because mm. now Sean and I have multiple, multiple units that I have to go through and kind of backtrack on what we've spent money on throughout this year. Yep, but don't make that stop you from doing something because the only way you're going to learn is if you do. Yeah. So... I'm just saying, sooner the better. Sooner the better. Yep. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. See ya.